You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast, and today is Sunday, December 8th, 2013, the fifth day in the month of Teves, 5774. I'm here with you, and you're here with me on this cold Sunday here in the New Jersey area from our broadcast studios. 29 degrees here. Ugh. And it's supposed to snow later today for a little bit. So we'll keep you warm here in the morning with uh, great Jewish music. Morning Chizuk at 7.30, news from Israel at 8 o'clock, and a special guest at 8.30 this morning, the chief rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein, will be my guest this morning. I actually planned this interview before the news hit last week of the passing of Nelson Mandela. But for sure, we will be discussing that topic when we talk at 8.30 this morning. For those doing Daf Yomi, it is Daf 30 in Yuma, and uh, that is uh, marching on to Daf Yomi, continuing. And let's see what else. So that's, uh, that's, that's our big news of the, of the morning that we have Rabbi Goldstein on. If you want to reach me, if you have any questions, maybe you want to ask him, or you want me to ask him, Send me uh, an email, matis at nachumsegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachumsegel.com. If you go to Facebook, like us on Facebook, the uh, page is JM Sunday. So that's the that's the thing to do. Stick with us till 9 o'clock this morning. We are here with you. We're going to go right to music, and uh, we thank you so much for inviting us into your home and anywhere else that you are listening to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Music by uh, Amiram Devere here on JM Sunday. Martha Swine guest with you. It's 7.20 in the morning. And uh, before I let you know about other things going on, I want to get to a special guest who's on the phone joining us from a long way away. He has a, a big, big week this coming week, starting uh, tomorrow in Israel. And I want to say good morning and welcome, Nachum Siegel, to JM Sunday. Good morning, Nachum. Well, thank you, Matus. I assume you meant good afternoon, because here in Amsterdam, we're already in the afternoon. Good afternoon to you, where it should be about 50 degrees outside there. Is that, that about right? Yeah, and here I think it's more overcast than the weather report is telling you. It's a little bit dark, but um, I'm, I am driving with a wonderful gentleman named Moshe over a variety of canals here in Amsterdam, looking at a lot of houseboats. Uh, we're getting to the Anne Frank Museum, where I hope I'll be able to get in, because I think I told you off the air that the uh, online ticket sales for the museum have been sold out for today, but we're going to try to get in uh, through the conventional manner. Okay, great. And it's very interesting. It's a very interesting city. My my 15-minute tour so far has proven to be fascinating. Now, you are there uh, as a layover on the way to Israel where you're going to be spending the week broadcasting and visiting different places in Israel. The uh, JM and the AM crew, the NachumSiegel.com crew, is going to be over there. Tomorrow morning, you're scheduled to be at the OU Center. It'll be afternoon there, of course, but uh, for JM and the AM listeners in the morning, you're going to be at the OU Center broadcasting starting at 6 a.m. And I hear a rumor that there might be an additional member of the uh, JM and the AM crew there also. You know, it's funny, the, the team that everyone is used to going to Israel over the last couple of years, myself and our chief engineer, ZK, and of course, Miriam Al-Wallach, um, it will be there. But uh, yeah, I alluded to this on Friday that it looks like Mayor Furtick is going to be joining us at the OU Center in Jerusalem, which is really cool. It'll be wonderful to have him on and to uh, uh, have him join in as I speak to all the guests there. And by the way, I, just, I must point out, I'm sorry for interrupting, but since I'm in Amsterdam, I must make this observation. Mayor Bloomberg would have an absolute field day here. There are about a million bicycles <laughs> everywhere. I mean, you cannot, we think it's bad with the bike lanes in New York. You cannot imagine how many bicycles are both moving and parked here in the southern part of Amsterdam. It's wow. It's a nice city over there, though. Yeah, it looks really cool. Nice European city, a little different than New York, even the very tall people, and you know the average height here. Is more than the United States, but they're still driving these small compact cars, which I'll never understand. But I guess it helps negotiate the narrow streets, as Moshe told me earlier. You would have and to, you would have to sit in a moonroof uh, driving one of those. Well, when I got on the plane, I said, "Wow, everybody's tall and everybody's blonde. I fit right in." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. The automobile thing is, uh, is one thing I just can't get used to. But look, it's a, it's an old town, Amsterdam. You know what I mean? By the way, right. everyone out there. I've already seen signs for Harlem, I've seen signs for Brooklyn, and I've seen signs for Utrecht. I guess that's where we get new Utrecht Avenue from. So uh, I'm nowhere near New York, but I've been passing through Harlem and Brooklyn. Very, very interesting. Maybe there's signs... The one thing I just learned about a second ago, bicyclists have the right of way. Ooh, (laughs) very good. So now, uh, there are listeners to JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network in Amsterdam. Have you met any of those yet? Uh, Moshe tells me that he's going to be spreading the word, telling everybody that at 12 noon Dutch time every day they can listen to JM and the AM, and on Sundays they can tune into the JM Sunday program at 1 o'clock. He's taking the responsibility upon himself to spread the word. Oh, we have a light rail here. Look at that. What do you call this? What do we call this here? 
The Tlem. The t- Mazda's <laughs> a light rail, and Amsterdam is called the Tlem. Really? Sounds like what it would be called in Israel. There are bicycles. i got to take a picture of this. There are bicycles everywhere. Every inch there's a bicycle here. Excellent. Oh, you know what? There are a lot of houseboats. I don't know if I mentioned this before or not. There are a lot of houseboats, and I mean a lot of houseboats, and all these canals. People living in houseboats, really cool. That would make sense. It's a great way to get around, I'm sure, also. I guess. Through the waterways. Looks like they're parked most of the time, unless they unless it's just Sunday afternoon, so, you know, people are not using them for anything but living in them right now. Very, very interesting. (laughs) So, uh, you're going to be... the side of the road here looks like the bicycle rack outside the Yeshiva of Brooklyn. There's not a space for another bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's in, in in Amsterdam. It must be the cars that are put there by uh, the government for people to borrow instead of bicycles. Oh, is that what happened? I don't know. So after after you decide to leave Amsterdam and go to Israel, you're going to be at the OU Center, followed by Tuesday morning at Chevron. Under the yeah, auspices of the Chevron Fund and Amuna. Right, the Chevron Fund and Amuna bring us to Chevron on Tuesday. Wednesday we'll be at uh, Dr. Shusheim's amazing stucco, which is called Crib Efrat, which we've spoken about on the air many, many times. Right. And then Thursday we've got uh, another full day. Thursday always seems to be a very full day at the Nahum Siegel Network. We'll be uh, in the morning on Thursday at uh, Beto Road in advance of their big event in New York in January. And then Thursday afternoon, about 6 p.m. Israel time, we'll be on the stream at jmnam.org and nachomsegel.com. Uh, that's 11 o'clock in the morning during our Thursday live lunch from Machon Lev, from the Jerusalem College of Technology. So we have a very, very, very full week. There's other things going on even besides all that. A very full week, and uh, all I need to do, Matt, is make it through the next four days. That's it. <laughs> It'll be fine. Now, at the end of the week, uh, you're going to be back sometime the following week because we have a couple of subs uh, coming in yeah, next, next Friday. My next appearance, after the live shows here, my next appearance on Jam and Jam will be next Tuesday. Right. Mayor Weingarten is taking over on Friday, and uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe we will give you the day off the following Monday. We'll we'll see. We'll have to talk. Right, thank you for that. <laughs> you're welcome. So, so this morning, Nachum, you know, I'll, I, I know that you're you're on the way there, and I'll keep you for just another minute. This morning, we had uh, scheduled um, previously the uh, chief rabbi of South Africa, and then, of course, the news story hit about the passing of Nelson Mandela. So uh, it is pretty uh, pretty interesting, and, and it should be a good conversation because obviously we have to uh, discuss that as the main topic of the morning, and uh, it's something we're looking forward to in about an hour from now. Yeah, someone said to me on the phone when I was in the Amsterdam airport, uh, they said anything with JM Sunday today, so I said, Matas is the chief rabbi of South Africa. So they said, oh my gosh, because of Mandela, I said no. <laughs> Matas had scheduled the chief rabbi even before the passing of Nelson Mandela, and I, I guess I guess some would call it that he lucked out, but I don't want to use that expression. Right. I will just say that the conversation is going to be even more timely than it originally was intended to be. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, as as, uh, as you'll hear when I speak with him, uh, we'll be talking about the fact that it was not a coincidence, uh, and that we were supposed to have this last week, and then it got pushed off. So, no coincidences in the world, that's for sure. What is this building, Moshe? This is the Royal Palace. Oh my gosh, I'm I am passing the Royal Palace, Matiyahu. Wow, go say hello to the who's the who's the. Um, a reigning official. Who's the reigning person there? Who's William Alexander? 
William Alexander is the new king. King William Alexander. Please, please say hi. Wish him, uh, you know, hello from all of us on the network and from you especially. Uh, you know, let him know. Maybe you know he'll come on the air with you. That would be a good idea, actually. I, I think um, so. <laughs> any famous movies filmed in downtown Amsterdam? Anything I would know about Moshe? That was, Matas. You know of any movies that was filmed on these streets? Uh no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Nothing I know of offhand. It looks like. It looks like any European scene from the Born Identity. That's what it looks like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that puts it in good uh, good perspective. But a lot of European cities, I guess, have common uh, common views and right. common in, of course lights, etc., etc. Anyway, it's great to speak to you. Good luck an hour from now. I'll be rooting for you. I'm sure it's going to be a fascinating conversation with the Chief Rabbi of South Africa. I hope so. He's a very interesting fellow. Uh, you've had him on. I think he was on your show uh, back in February when he uh, debuted his book with uh, Rabbi Beryl Wine. Yeah, Rabbi uh, Goldstein was on then, and uh, he keeps inviting us to South Africa, and it's such a good idea. we really got to get there one day. Well, I want to ask him. There's this uh, annual event that takes place in South Africa, uh, at Sinai Daba, it's called. And, That's uh, the June event, right? What? That's in June? In June, I believe. Well, usually it's in June. I don't know the date this year, but it's a gathering of uh, some, some like six thousand people from uh, across the uh, the area there. So maybe that's something that uh, you could broadcast from. Yeah, if we do it, that's the time to do it. That's that's the event he and I were speaking about. Absolutely. So uh, we'll see if we can work that out. Nachum, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time to join me this morning. It's an honor and a pleasure as always. A pleasure. Greetings from Amsterdam. We'll speak to you tomorrow from the Holy Land. Absolutely. Take care and uh, say hello to the king for me. I certainly will. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nachum Siegel here on uh, JM Sunday. Very much appreciate his, uh, his call. I want to remind you that JM Sunday is sponsored by Adorama. Which is located at West, uh, excuse me, which is located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. Adorama is much more than a camera store, the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. For all of your electronic needs, including cameras, audiovisual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, and much more. The number to call is 1-800-223-2500, one 2500 Imaging and Beyond is since 1975 official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. And as Nachum just mentioned on the air, my guest will be the uh, Chief Rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein, coming up at 8.30, just an hour from now. The interview was scheduled uh, last week already, uh, a week and a half ago already, uh, before the passing of Nelson Mandela. So we will be discussing Nelson Mandela uh, a lot of people have different opinions of him, and we're going to find out uh, from Rabbi Goldstein what uh, what the uh, feeling is in South Africa of his legacy. So that'll be coming up at 8:30. We'll we'll try to discuss a couple of other items with uh, with the rabbi. So that'll be in just about an hour. Right now, it is uh, 7:31 Eastern Time, A.M. Eastern Time here on the Nachum Siegel Network on JM Sunday, and uh, it is time for Morning Chizuk, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Lezecha Nishmas, Harav Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Medrash and Mishle comments on the Pasuk, 
Lishmar Mezuzos Pischi, to guard the mezuzahs of my door. Rav Tanchum says that a person's obligated to put a mezuzah on the door of a house. Rav Levi says two mezuzahs, one on one side and one on the other. Rav Yishmuel says one mezuzah. The Chachomim, our sages, paskin that the halacha is like Rabbi Yishmuel. Why is this? Because if a person would make two mezuzahs, he wouldn't know which is the ikr, the main mezuzah, and which is the tuffel, which one is the secondary. The halacha is therefore like Rabbi Yishmuel. However, this is a great wonder. According to the one that says that you need two, they're both the ikr, they're both the main mezuzahs. The great Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Auerbach explains that through the mezuzah, Hashem watches our comings and our goings. We have to consider which one of those is the Iker. When do we need the Shmira or the protection from Shemayim? Is it mainly upon leaving the home or do we need the Shmira upon coming into the home? It would seem logical that the Iker Shmira or the main time that a person is in need of being guarded or protected is when he goes out to the streets. There a person needs to have Yerah Shemayim, fear of heaven. There are many tests, many nisyonas, when we go into the public domain, the Rishus Arabim. As we know, the Vilnagon used to learn Musar when he was about to leave his house. However, by the fact that the Kviyas of the Mezuzah, the established place of the Mezuzah, is on the right side of the entrance, we see that the main protection is for the inside. A person needs shmira. A person needs to be protected, to be a shalem, to be complete, and to have yira shamayim when he is in the home, in the midst of his family. And then Hashem will watch him on the outside. The Baal Shem Tov once said, there are three types of shalom, peace. Shalom ben Yisroel Amim. Shalom between the Jewish people and the nations of the world. Shalom ben Yisrael Yisrael. Shalom between the Jewish nation. Then finally, Shalom ben Adam la'atzmoi. Man at peace with himself. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Hi, this is Chaim Hagler and you're listening to JM Sunday hosted by Matis Weingast. Don't forget to tune in to my new show called Listen Up. It's on every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Trying to go 
7.57 in the morning. Music by Ari Goldwag here on JM Sunday. Thanks, everyone, for listening. My name is Matis Weingast, and we are here on the Nachum Siegel Network with listeners from around the world tuning in, and we appreciate your joining us, however you are listening. If uh, you have friends who are not sure how to listen, they can go to uh, NachumSiegel.com, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com, for all the different ways of listening to JM Sunday and every other program that's on the stream. Programming today continues after JM Sunday at 9 o'clock with a great music mix, some encore presentations, and uh, I believe Elliot Weiselberg is back this week with Court Report at 7 o'clock, wrapping up the uh, sports uh, scene for us at uh, 7 o'clock, and that's repeated again on Tuesday. But uh, the the live up-to-date version is tonight, so make sure to stay tuned as you... uh, as you go throughout your day, to the Nachum Siegel Network and a NachumSiegel.com. We're going to get to the news from Israel in just a few seconds. Uh, before Ari Goldwag, we heard from Achenu, uh, Naftali Kalfa, Ari Boyanju, Benjamin Sofer, and Ephraim Mendelssohn. I want to remind you that JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, much, much more than a camera store. For all your electronics needs, that's the place to go. Go to Adorama. They're located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. The number is 1-800-223-2500, 1-800-223-2500. They are sponsors of the Nachum Siegel Network, and we thank them very much. As uh, those of you know uh, who are listening earlier today in the show, Nachum joined me from Amsterdam, where he is on a slight layover as he heads towards Israel. And uh, he will be broadcasting on JM and the AM throughout the week and to some other programming on the stream, including a live lunch on Thursday. So Nachum and crew is going to be um, at the OU Center tomorrow. On Tuesday, he'll be at, in Chevron. Wednesday, at the uh, Crib Efrat headquarters. Thursday morning, Beit Orot, and at the Jerusalem College of Technology for the Thursday live lunch. And he'll be joined over there on Monday, tomorrow morning, Rumor has it that Mayor Furtick is going to be in the house, so to speak, at the OU Israel Center. So it's going to be very exciting. Please make sure to listen. That starts at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning uh, on uh, JM and the AM 91.1 FM, other radio stations, and on the stream, of course, at NachumSiegel.com, JM and the AM dot O-R-G. Here in the uh, North New Jersey area, it is 29 degrees and fair, going up to a high of 34 degrees, cloudy with a wintry mix, snow to rain starting sometime this afternoon, going down to 31, but then creeping up to the 40s before daybreak. So the that wintry mix should be all rain, and it should be clear for the morning rush hour, but you have to be careful because there might be pockets of uh, of ice in different places. In uh, Israel, it's 63 degrees, mostly cloudy, going to a low of 45 degrees, with early showers expected uh, for later on this evening over in Israel. My guest at 8.30, in just about half an hour from now, will be Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa. And uh, we will be discussing a number of topics. We planned this interview before the news of Nelson Mandela's passing. But, of course, that uh, piece of information, that piece of news is going to uh, be front and center in our discussion. So that will take place at 
8.30 in uh, just about half an hour. Right now we go to our Israel News with Hannah Levy-Julian, who is a senior Israeli news correspondent and a contributing radio news broadcaster at Arut Sheva in Israel. Good morning, Hannah Levy-Julian. And good morning to you. How are you this fine <laughs> Sunday morning? Uh, I am in cold weather. <laughs> right. You are actually uh, in this part of the world, so that's why we say good morning to you and you say good morning back to us. So, That's right. uh, and I'm in touch with, in fact, I just got off the phone with, uh, with people in, uh, in Arad. So, uh, at least I got some warmth. Right. Although they told me that it is freezing cold in Arad and in the Negev. Ah. Um, contrary to your 63 degrees, Matis, it is absolutely freezing in the Negev, at least overnight. Well, <laughs> I, I guess the, uh, Jerusalem just keeps everybody a lot warmer. <laughs> <laughs> So what the sun, the sun is free, is nice and warm during the middle of the day. Right, so that's, it's, that's good. That's good, exactly. So what's the news <laughs> from Israel this week? So um, let me tell you that Secretary of State John Kerry here in uh, the United States is set to meet with Israeli Foreign Minister Victor Lieberman today in Washington. The two are expected to continue talks about security arrangements in the Jordan Valley between Israel and the Palestinian Authority is they're working to find a compromise that will lead to establishment of a state for the PA. Lieberman warned at the Sabin Forum on Friday that there is still zero trust between the two sides. He said peace talks are not likely to bear fruit within the nine-month time frame that was agreed on by the two parties, but added that talks should continue anyway. Opposition leader and Labor Party chairman Yitzhak Herzog is also here, and he too will meet with John Kerry today. Herzog has accused Lieberman of trying to sabotage those talks. He'll be also meeting with U.S. National Security Advisor Susan Rice. Defense Minister Moshe Yalon appears to agree with Lieberman's take on the situation. He was speaking at the Israel Business Conference in Tel Aviv yesterday. Yalon was pretty blunt. He said plainly, there's no partner for peace in the Palestinian Authority as long as Ramallah continues to educate its children to hate Israel. He suggested that even if the problem itself seems unsolvable, essential elements such as the economy, governance, law, and order could still be negotiated. He added that he'd be convinced that Israel has a peace partner in the PA when, quote, it ceases to teach its children to wear explosive belts and blow themselves up on Israelis. And once Israel appears in its textbooks and Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv, which for the PA is a settlement, begins to appear on the maps. Uh, in other news, a concealed explosive device was detonated as an IDF patrol vehicle was driving along the border with Syria in the Golan Heights on Friday. The soldiers were not injured, but the vehicle was damaged. According to the Defense Minister, Moshe Yalon, new threats are beginning to emerge from Syria Yalon said Israel maintains its policy of not interfering in Syria's civil war, but has clear red lines about not allowing any transfer of weapons to hostile elements, with an emphasis on Hezbollah, and not allowing the transfer of chemical weapons or infringement of Israel's sovereignty in the Golan Heights. He warned those who call, uh, that he called all parties on the other side of the border whether they be government organizations, global jihad, Hezbollah, or anyone else, he said, do not test our red lines because we will defend our interests. 
Finally, two Qassam rockets exploded in southern Israel yesterday, both landing in open areas, uh, according to the country's Channel 10 TV news. No injuries were reported. But I have to tell you, there was quite a bit of damage that was not reported in mass media. I saw the pictures myself. It's worth noting that last month's statistics from the Israel Security Agency, the Shin Bet, showed that terror attacks were up by 23% in November. Those included five mortar shells that came from Gaza. You know, the funny thing is, I'll tell you about this, that despite all of this, if you go to Israel and you walk around the country, it's, it's like Bermuda or right. the West Indies or San Martin or any, anywhere else. It's, it's so weird because all of these things are, are in such pockets of isolation. It's bizarre. It's just the tourism is up. It's as high as it's ever been. And for good reason, because the security infrastructure there is so tight and so strong and so effective that, you know, within two minutes of, of any incident, everything's cleaned up. It's all, it's all put away. Everything's good. And life goes on. And that's the philosophy of the country. We will not let, we will not allow you know, the the intent of an enemy to destroy the lifestyle of the Jewish nation. Right, that's the resiliency. That's the resiliency of uh, of the Jewish people, certainly, and uh, the state of Israel. Uh, of course, uh, everybody wants peace so that uh, you don't have to spend you know, the time worrying about it as much as worried, and for the government not to have to spend the funds and you know, everything else that's involved with that, when there's so many things that Israel does, as you know, of course, living there and having made that commitment to live there, um, but on the national and international scene, every day, I should say every week, uh, something new is coming out of Israel in terms of new technology, new medical discoveries, um, new inventions that help people around the world. Uh, and, and, of course, we've mentioned it so many times. Uh, you mentioned, I believe, in a previous report how when there's a, a disaster, unfortunately, around the world, Israel is there, sent a, a crew to the Philippines, more than a crew, you know, hundreds That's of right. people to go there. And this is Israel doing that, where, where Israel is justified in simply sitting back and saying, I'd love to help, but, you know, maybe we'll send a couple of bucks over there and some, you know, <laughs> some food or something, but we can't, you know, t- send the manpower out there. No, they're, they're out there doing that. And, uh, That's right. We've, we've got a tight budget, but right. we're willing to share. And the pers- oh, we're willing to share. That's the, that is a Jewish way. Exactly. And, and it's interesting that, that you uh, you said this because, uh, I don't know if you heard, but at 8.30, I hope uh, my guest is going to be Rabbi Warren Goldstein, who's the chief rabbi of South Africa. And uh, we're going to be discussing uh, a number of things, including the passing of Nelson Mandela. Uh, but also I wanted to discuss with him, I hope we'll have time, uh, because this interview was actually planned before the passing. And uh, it's, of course, newsworthy. We have to discuss Nelson Mandela, but I was going to uh, discuss with him some of the politics and and, and the perception. Uh, a news reporter uh, in interviewing the new ambassador to South Africa recently uh, said straight out that the perception in South Africa, at least, is uh, like all over the world. The the you talk about Israel, you talk about the Palestinian issue. That that's right. all that everybody looks at. It's it's the you know ninety percent, ninety five percent of the discussion. And you bring in anything else, and it's like, well, what about the two states? Well, what about what's going on? Well, what about this? What about that? 
and it takes away from everything else. Whereas, yeah. uh, just uh, if I could finish, whereas uh, in South Africa, at least, the ambassador was talking about the joint ventures between Israel and South Africa, uh, because South Africa also has water issues and other situations, and Israel helps with that. So, you know, I, I, Israel, I get, and so Israel was among Israel was, I think, the first, and if not, certainly among the first to send people to Africa to teach them how to drag out water from places that they had never been able to pull it before in order to be able to irrigate the land for crops, to right. be able to to at least mitigate some of the starvation, if not end it, and, and to be able to improve their agriculture and, and raise new crops. Um, to improve their water technology, it's an interest. And Golda Meir was the one, I believe, who who sent the first uh, the first teams out there to do that. She herself traveled to Africa That's to do right. that. That's and right. and you know the funny thing, I have to tell you about this. The funny thing when they when they start throwing around the word apartheid at Israel, you know, I travel back and forth on route. Route 60, you know, the, the, they call it the Hebron Road between, uh, between southern Israel and Jerusalem. They call it the back road. Okay. I'm not sure why back. It's <laughs> the most direct route. It's the, the direct route between Jerusalem and, uh, Arad and, and, and Beersheba, really, that you could possibly take. Every other route takes between two and, and more hours. This takes you an hour 15. Hmm. Maybe, and and max with traffic ninety minutes. So I take that route a lot. And on the way at Gush Etzion, there's a Rami Levy supermarket. I love Rami Levy. This is a bad addiction <laughs> by me, but another <laughs> discussion. But if you walk into Rami Levy, what you see at Gush Etzion is uh, our shoppers who are uh, men and women. Who are Jewish and with their hair covered in in uh, in mitpatchot in uh, you know wearing scarves tied you know the way the the the, uh, the women do in the communities there, and men with with yarmulkes and whatever, and you see the Arab women, the so-called Palestinians, you know whatever, and they are wearing their veils or whatever, and uh, and some of them are in full robes and some of them are, are more modern. As they're there with their kids and their husbands and whatever, there's some in kafias and some are not, and they're shopping. And the staff who are serving them and who are working are also dressed exactly the same. Right. In, in, some are cashiers and some are in right. management and some of their, some of them are working on the, you know, behind the counters or in vegetables or whatever. Exactly the same. Fully integrated. Yep, it's a good so model. Explain to, so explain to me exactly what your part that That's is. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Good point you made. Thank you so much. Uh, now, <laughs> I know that you are in, as I said, you're in the United States. If people want to get in touch with you, is there a way that they can get in touch with you or? Uh... Yes, there is actually. Uh, I have a phone number, which uh, um, you have. Okay. And uh, they can contact you. Um, they also there's also an email which they can uh, use to reach me, and that email is the Jerusalem Therapist at gmail dot com. Excellent, the Jerusalem Therapist at gmail dot com. I want to thank you, Hannah Levy Julian, for joining us 
as you do every Sunday morning with the news from Israel. No matter where you are, it's the news from Israel. And we appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to speaking with you next Sunday morning here on JM Sunday. All the best, and have a great week, everyone. Thanks again. And we're going to go to some music, and uh, coming up at 8.30, my guest will be Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa.
That's Keser from Isaac Honig before that Hamakor with uh, Malachim here on JM Sunday. Matis Wine guest with you coming up at 8.25 in the morning Eastern time here on the uh, on the stream, NachumSiegel.com and jmtheam.org. Coming up in a few minutes, I will be uh, joined by the chief rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein. And we'll be talking about a number of topics starting off with the passing last week of Nelson Mandela. And right now we're actually going to hear from uh, some music from Adama Kadmon. It's a band in South Africa that performs at at different events, and uh, they build themselves as a group that uh, uh, has some fusion of uh, Judeo-African music. So uh, we're going to listen to that group. It's uh, This is a title track from uh, their new, well, the CD was uh, from a while ago, but their CD. So let's listen to that, and soon we'll be joined by the Chief Rabbi of South Africa.
And that was music by Adam Kadmon, a South African band, actually. And uh, we pulled out some of that music in uh, in honor of today's guest. Uh, I, uh, I I want to say that it gives me great honor and great pleasure to welcome my next guest. Uh, he is the uh, chief rabbi of South Africa. And uh, again, it gives me great pleasure and a great honor to welcome the Chief Rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein. Rabbi Goldstein, welcome to JM Sunday. Thank you. Um, good to speak to you and to your listeners. Thank you so much, Rabbi. Uh, I know that you're under a terrible time constraint today because of the services, the commemorations, and uh, the memorial services for Nelson Mandela. I appreciate you taking a few minutes to join me this morning. Uh, as it happened, we had originally hoped to have this interview with you last Sunday on Hanukkah as part of what I do on Sundays to try to get people from around the world to talk about different things in their communities. And uh, I wanted to talk to you about Hanukkah in South Africa. But because of a Mazel Tov, you had the wedding, I believe, of your nephew. Is that right, last Sunday? That's right. Right, so we were not able to get to you. And there's no coincidence in the world that this was pushed to today. And, uh, of course, we have the news of the of the day of the passing of Nelson Mandela. Uh, Rabbi, last week you issued a statement uh, from the chief rabbi's office uh, titled Live Like Mandela. And you started off by saying, today we are all mourners for we, for we have lost a great leader. Our world is sadder and, empty, and an emptier place without Nelson Mandela. And you ended off by saying, let us all resolve to follow President Mandela's inspiring moral legacy and let us commit to living in accordance with the values he taught us in the most eloquent and powerful sermon of all, his life. Uh, Rabbi, you met Nelson Mandela, am I correct? Uh, yes, yes, I did um, uh, a number of years ago, of course. Um, you know, I've um, been chief rabbi, uh, you know, the, the next, in a few months we'll be starting the 10th year, um, and he's been out of office for longer than that. So my chief rabbinate has uh, dealt mainly with uh, with other presidents, President Mbeki, President Mutlanta, and now President Zuma. Um, but, but, of course, I, I, I did meet with uh, former President uh, Mandela um, and, and had that opportunity just at the start of uh, when, when I began office. Right, and from everything I have read, there was, in fact, a very close and personal relationship that Nelson Mandela had with the Jewish community dating back throughout his life. Yes, certainly at all the key stages in his life, there were um, uh, South African Jews who uh, assisted um, him on freedom. Um, you know, in, in his early years practicing as a lawyer, um, during the, the, the time of the freedom struggle, defending him at the Ravonia House, and, and throughout that journey, and then, of course, in the new South Africa. Uh, my predecessor, Chief Rabbi Harris, was very close to him, as were, were many Jews as the, you know, the democracy here unfolded. Right, absolutely. Now, I'm sure you know and realize, because the close ties, of course, with South Africa and Israel and other countries around the world, that there has been a perception that, at least in later years, uh, Nelson Mandela was identified, uh, or at least used, as a symbol by those who are um, not so pro-Israel and used as a, uh, a figure to talk about Israel as an apartheid state, which, of course, we, we agree it's not. Do you feel that... that that was a misuse of his persona. He, he never, he never ever accused Israel of apartheid. That uh, someone actually tried to forge that at one stage, and uh, they had to retract it. 
uh, not true. Um, you know, he was close to the to the PLO, with the ANC and the PLO. The ANC being the um, the, uh, the main liberation movement. You know, fighting apartheid in South Africa, uh, which he was a leader. You know, did have very close ties with the PLO, um, and he was, he was a man of great hakara um, sata, of great gratitude. So you know, people, anyone who befriended and uh, and, and uh, you know showed him kindness, he, he, he reciprocated. Um, I think that his greatest wishes to anybody would be, you know, that there should be peace. And he was very much a supporter of, uh, you know, what today people call the two-state solution. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so certainly he, um, he, he had, he had uh, close ties, um, you know, with, um, with, with the Jewish community. He also had very close ties with, as I mentioned, with members of the PLO. Um, and, and I don't think that he saw any uh, contradiction in, in that. And, and, and he never... Um, measured within within that uh, within that framework, um, and and certainly that you know he never ever participated in the kind of uh, international delegitimization of Israel that uh, that you know that is so commonplace today. Right, and that's very important because most people do not uh, know that and do not realize that, but they just see his picture and they see a name associated with it. It was very interesting, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I know we're under tight uh, time constraints here. Uh, last uh, week I saw a. Uh, and I was preparing for today, I saw the uh, interview that was done on, the, I guess, the South African broadcast channel of the news. There's a show called Question Time. And uh, the new ambassador to, Isra- to, to South Africa from Israel, Ambassador Arthur Lenk, I believe his name is, uh, was, was yes. grilled about uh, the relationship between South Africa and uh, Israel. And, of course, he said, the, the, the host talked about the... Um, the two states, uh, Palestine, the, the whole issue of that as being like the 99% of the discussion. And yet, very uh, astutely, the ambassador brought home the cooperation between Israel and South Africa and the, the things that are working together and how the whole issue of apartheid just doesn't even apply. Uh, and, and he was brilliant in his responses. I don't know if you got a yeah, chance to see him. For sure. I mean... Uh to, to accuse Israel of apartheid is, is you know, it's a, it's a modern blood libel. It's, you know, it's the same as the blood libels of, of Europe in the past. It's totally untrue and unfair and unjust. Uh, you know, that's for certain. I think, you know, um, uh, there, there is, we're having um, uh, a Mari service this, this afternoon at 6 p.m., um, and um, which, which uh, in between Mincha and Mari, there's going to be, um, you know, some speeches, Former President Thabo Mbeki is going to also be coming and speaking, and as well as in in, in shuls in different cities um, throughout South Africa. So the South African Jewish community is participating in you know in, in the spirit of what is taking place in, in the country at the moment. Uh, and I myself have already you know um, been to two uh, uh, memorial services that have been conducted here in Johannesburg. You know, by you know, by the government and the ANC, as well as other civil society groups, uh, there'll be the main memorial service, which will be taking place on Tuesday, which I would also be participating. So the Jewish community in South Africa plays a very important role in what's happening within the country, um, and you know, so it, it is a time of um, where, you know, where, where, where there's a lot going on, and, and the Jewish community is very much participating in these uh, historic times. Absolutely, and uh, certainly Nelson Mandela's life. 
uh, overall was a, um, you know, in South Africa, we could talk for hours about it, of course, but he was looked upon as a, uh, a figure who brought people together and, uh, was uh, was a monumental figure, and as you said, and we discussed, uh, very close to the Jewish community over the many many years. Uh, Rabbi, I know you're you're on your way to uh, different services today. Uh, I definitely want to invite you back. We have to have you on in the next couple uh, of weeks because I mean, there's it's been great talking to you, and and I would actually love to continue the conversation. Um, uh, but as mentioned, today is, is a day of high pressure. So uh, please, God, in Yitzhak Hashem, we can have a chance to talk properly and I'll have a chance to engage properly with your listeners at, at greater length. There's so much to talk about, and I, I greatly appreciate your interest and the opportunity to speak to you and to your listeners. Absolutely. Thank you again, Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa, for joining me this morning. Uh, you have a difficult week ahead of you. Good luck with that, and uh, we will talk very soon. Thank you. God bless, Kultov. Bye. It is uh, 8.39 in the morning on uh, JM Sunday. And, uh, of course, it's always uh, difficult to speak with someone when, when a major a news event is happening uh, and has occurred as the passing of Nelson Mandela. Rabbi Goldstein is, uh, of course, the chief rabbi of South Africa, represents the Jewish community there, 70-something thousand strong, and has been participating, he told me uh, before we got on the air, participating in many of the memorial services representing the Jewish community and also in uh, services and memorials from the Jewish community. Uh, there is a lot to talk about. We wanted to talk about the Shabbos project that is an amazing, amazing project that is run by the uh, chief rabbi. There is a uh, uh, gathering each uh, June uh, called uh, Sinai and Daba, which uh, gathers together thousands of people from around the country uh, and brings in uh, people from all walks, walks of Jewish life from around the world to, to speak. Uh, so we will be touching upon all that. I had the assurance before the interview uh, from the rabbi that we will speak again very soon. Uh, so this will be, this is part one of uh, my interview with the chief rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein, and we will certainly pick this up at another time very soon to discuss more of what is going on in the, uh, in the country there. And uh, and and the, the different projects and different programs. It's uh, 8:41 in the morning now here on JM Sunday Eastern Time. I want to remind you that JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, which is much much more than um, than just a camera store. There are so many things. If you have anything you want to buy for anyone, go to Adorama. Uh, it's located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. The number is 1-800. 223-2500, Official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network, JM Sunday, is brought to you by Adorama. Programming continues all day today on the stream, so don't change the channel, as it were. What would you say now? Don't uh, go to a different site. And uh, there'll be a great mix of music prepared by Mark Zamek and... Uh, Encore programming, including uh, Saturday Night Seagull from last night, uh, 9 at 9. And uh, coming up today, I believe it's 7 o'clock, Elliot Weiselberg will be back with Court Report, a wrap-up of the uh, sports report, sports happening in the Jewish world. So that will take place at 7 o'clock tonight. Tomorrow morning, Nachum will be on the air, JM in the AM, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. 
but he will be broadcasting from Israel, where it'll be in the afternoon. And uh, he and the Nachum Siegel Network crew is uh, is heading to Israel as we speak. Nachum joined us earlier. He was on a layover. So uh, they're heading to Israel, and uh, tomorrow morning they'll be at the OU Center. They'll be broadcasting from the OU Center tomorrow morning our time, but it's going to be in the afternoon their time, of course. Uh, and uh, pretty much confirmed that Mayor Furtig will be joining them at the OU Center. That will be phenomenal to hear Mayor there. Uh, Tuesday morning, Nachum will be live from Chevron with uh, the Chevron Fund and Amuna. Wednesday morning, Nachum broadcasts live from the Crib Efrat headquarters in Yerushalayim. And Thursday, Nachum will be heading to Beit Rot for the final JM and the AM broadcast of the trip. And then uh, for the Thursday live lunch, Nachum will be at the Jerusalem College of Technology. And that'll be at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the stream. Mayor Weingarten is going to be in for Nachum on Friday. Not sure who's going to be in yet for Nachum the following Monday, a week from tomorrow. But Nachum will be back on Tuesday morning on JM and the AM. My name is Matas Weingast. I'm here with you on JM Sunday. Thanks, everyone, for listening this morning. We're going to go back to some more music right here on JM Sunday.
Mincha Dodi by Akiva Tolchin in the background as we get set to wrap up another wonderful edition of JM Sunday here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My thanks to Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa, for joining me this morning, albeit in an abridged interview. We focused on uh, Nelson Mandela and his passing last week. Uh, the rabbi has uh, certainly agreed to join me again in the coming weeks to talk about all the things going on in South Africa and the Jewish community out there. We look forward to that and appreciate his taking time out of an extremely busy schedule today, attending different programs and memorials and getting set for the week uh, over at uh, over in South Africa. Uh, thanks again for listening. Don't forget that uh, Nachum is going to be uh, on the air from Israel tomorrow morning at JM in the AM. Starting at 6 a.m., he'll be in uh, Israel tomorrow at the OU Center in Jerusalem. He'll be joined by uh, Mayor Furtick, who'll be there also. And uh, Miriam Wallach will be out there. So the entire ZK is going to be there. The entire uh, traveling Nachum Siegel Network crew will be out in Israel. So starting tomorrow with the OU Center, OU Israel Center, Tuesday live from Chevron. Wednesday, Krib Efrat Headquarters. Thursday morning, Beta Road. Thursday, live lunch, Jerusalem College of Technology. Tomorrow morning, after the show on the stream, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network, the Israel Show, hosted by Mayor Weingarten. He's on Monday mornings, and he'll be on again tomorrow, 9 a.m. Don't forget to uh, like his Facebook page, The Israel Show, and at the same time, give a like to our Facebook page, JM Sunday. My thanks again to everybody for listening. We'll catch you back here next week on JM Sunday.